Good morning, everybody. Kevin Draco here with this Dream House, along with Chef Mark and Kevin Kissinger behind the board here. Brought to you in part by Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Colorado's largest appliance and mattress retailer. This Dream House, if you don't already know, is a program that's all about the home. We're going to discuss renovations, remodels, and converting your property into your dream house. We're also going to navigate common home order pitfalls and even give you advice on buying and selling homes. If you have any questions or comments, contact us by email at thisdreamhouse at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at This Dream House. And we'd love to hear from everybody. Okay, buddy. Um, yeah, let, let, let's talk about it. We've put this off, and now it's time, right? It's time. Uh, <laughs> Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. And uh, Tom Brady, who is the greatest of all time. Uh, Eileen... Um, Brady and you re- lead, you know, go Manning. Yeah. And I get the arguments. I understand it. But to me, I mean, it's hard to overcome uh, seven title rings, right? Six or seven. What? Seven. He's got, he's got seven, seven rings. That's what I thought. Okay. So, like, nobody else has done it. Matter of fact, I don't even, is anybody else close? No, it's Montana with and Bradshaw with four. Right. So you're talking seven. He almost doubled them. Okay, so that's let, not luck. So let me ask you this: Do rings or is rings the only thing that matters? No, absolutely not. Okay, because a lot of people will sit there and say rings, rings matter. And my argument to them is: Okay, is Terry Bradshaw better than Peyton Manning because he's got four? You know, if you if in the NBA is Bill Russell the greatest of all time because he's got eleven? I get you, but it's got it. You can't discount it no. because somebody else doesn't have it. That's fair. So my argument to that is okay. Put the the put the rings out of the out of the argument. When you were to if you were to compare these two guys, okay, if Peyton Manning played, he played seventeen years. He was in the NFL eighteen, but he had, he missed that one year. And then you put those first seventeen years that Tom Brady played, and you and I've done the research. I've done it. I've done as many throws as many games, all to make it even. So Peyton Manning's total. I mean, say it's you know two hundred fifty. Yeah, but wait a minute. Does, st- does statistics alone? Because I mean, look, you can look at Will Chamberlain who scored a hundred points in a game. Does that make him the greatest NBA player of all time? No. I'm okay, get, I'm, I'm just asking. I'm getting to the point of if you were to put the same exact amount of games and throws together on for both guys, Peyton Manning has done way more than Tom Brady yeah, ever but, did. Yeah, but here's the problem. I go back again. It's the same comparison with Wilt and a hundred point game, and he was the leading just, scorer. But that's one game until right. I mean, he was really the leading scorer forever. No, he was the leading scorer forever. Right. Right. Let me ask you this: Who's the greatest basketball player? Michael Jordan. Why? Because he's got more MVPs and and more uh, championships. No, LeBron's got more points because he was LeBron, the, he LeBron's was most... got more uh, uh, rebounds. I, I mean, I, it's just Michael saying. because he was the most dominant player. No, but and, and I'm saying really to me, when you look at the fact, I mean, Peyton got one Super Bowl, one Super Bowl MVP, right? I mean, Brady, I mean, the guy's got seven and he's got what? Three MVPs, four MVPs. Yeah. I mean, come on. But should he have won those MVPs? Yes. Really? And, and I'll And I'll go and I'll say this to you. When you think about it, it's funny, right? Arguably, the Giants beat Brady yeah. uh, when he had the best team probably in the NFL, yeah? Those other teams, got, frankly, weren't all that great, Kev. They were good, what, but they the, were not, like, 
Brady, oh, Brady's team. other yes! Super Bowl teams? They had top. I'll say this. Every Super Bowl Tom Brady has been in, nine out of the ten he has been in, he has had a top ten scoring defense go along with him. Oh, okay, but my He's point had is, help. Yeah, but my point is, is those teams weren't all that great. They weren't all that flashy. They didn't have just crazy great players. They had great defenses. Look, I think me and you could argue this until the sun goes down. I mean, I'm just I saying. I just think it depends on what you look at for what makes a great quarterback, which is a great leader, which is the most important position on the field. And, I, look, Peyton's fabulous. Don't get me wrong. I think he's great. Right. And in some way, maybe statistically, yeah, you could argue he's better, right? However... You can't negate seven Super Bowls, four MVPs. You can't but do But Tom Brady had way more help than Peyton Manning ever did. I don't know that that's and, true. And I mean, now we'd have to break down the scandals in there. But we'd have. <laughs> I mean, for I mean, let's throw all everything out here now. He had more help. He had cheating scandals. I mean, when you compare the two in the right, biggest so now games, we need to do. We need to break down the teams that they've had. What do you What do you want to base? I don't know. Off of? I don't know. We'll have. To, well, that's just the problem with what we're discussing here. That's why it's. Gotta, I'm ready to break it down it, any way you, you want. You gotta keep it. Tom simple. Brady had more All Pros and Pro Bowlers than Peyton Manning ever had. I don't. You, well, maybe on. Yeah, but because he was on more championship teams. No, you can get an All Pro from uh, not a championship well, team. Yeah. Patrick Sertan was an All Pro. Yeah, but let's face it; they usually go the other way. I'm, ju- I'm just Winners basing the facts, the guys. Man, Tom Look, Brady. We could argue this till we're more green. Help. <laughs> and there's probably no fair way to do it. Here, here, here's the great thing. No matter what this argument is, obviously both are first time, first bout Hall of Famers. And I have to, I for one, am disappointed that we will no longer get to see these guys play. Man, all right, everybody, we are absolutely honored here today to introduce our very first guest um, from Ireland, Colum Cronin with. The Irish NFL Show. Welcome to the show, buddy. How are you? I am very well, Kev. Uh, delighted to be chatting to you from 5,000 miles away and a seven-hour time difference, but uh, <laughs> delighted to be on chatting to you. Yeah, much better for me because it's earlier. So, you know, I want to get going right away. First off, so our listeners have a little, like, well, how does Kevin meet Column? How does this relationship happen, right? It, it really started on... Uh, Twitter and then broke into Facebook and then uh, you uh, had me on when you started uh, Broncos Europe, which was a great time. And I'm going to estimate now, buddy, I think that's actually two years ago already, but maybe you remember when. I actually think that was three years ago, Kev. I think that was 2020 in the spring of 2020 was when we chatted to you on the Broncos Europe podcast. Yeah, and uh, I had a great time and uh, a lot of fun with you guys and uh, a lot of, uh, as as you would say in Ireland, the crack. Um, uh, those that f- listen to our show know I had moved to Ireland, and Colm and I never met <laughs> while we were in Ireland. He was only in Dublin. I say only, understand this, while mileage is in a long way, uh, to travel around Ireland, uh, Dublin was quite a distance and a drive, even though the mileage wouldn't say that it was a distance right oh yeah no i mean it is totally different over here when when i talk to friends and family in the the states people would think nothing of kind of doing uh, maybe a three-hour 
round trip, if you told people over here in Ireland that you were going to drive from Dublin to Cork and back again in the same day, they would think you had lost your mind. Yeah, they just well, and it's it's. I think it's sixty five miles from where I was. Now think about that, and it was oh every bit two hours and forty five minutes to go sixty miles in Ireland. That's the difference. I could go sixty miles here in the states, right? If you're doing you know seventy miles an hour, heck, I'm there in less than an hour. Well, that's that's because you're stopping at every pub along the way now, yeah. when you're in Ireland. <laughs> True story, buddy. True story. So. Let's get our uh, and and then one other quick story. We meet for the first time not in Ireland. Not we meet at the Super Bowl in Phoenix. We didn't even hook up in Denver, and you were here. Yeah, it took us to get to Arizona for the opportunity to meet in person. But I think fair to say, worth the wait. Yeah, yeah, I had a great time, buddy. And obviously, thank you for giving me your time. And that sort of led to uh, having you on the show today. Uh, Because I think it's really interesting, and I think we take it for granted here in the States, right? We see the NFL every week. Um, And and the other thing people need to know about you, somehow, miraculously, uh, you become a Denver Broncos fan. You don't just, you know, in in a country dominated uh, by what we would obviously call soccer, um, you become this NFL fan and somehow become a Broncos fan. So how does all this start there? It goes back a, a long way. And as you said, I mean, um, American football, the NFL, it, it remains a relatively niche sport in Ireland. We'll get into the growth of it, but it's still a niche sport. I mean, over here, soccer, Gaelic football, hurling. For your listeners who aren't familiar, hurling, imagine lacrosse mixed with murder. And that's essentially <laughs> what hurling is. Um, and they started showing NFL highlights on Irish television, on RTE television, as you will be familiar with, uh, Kevin. Um, I just fell in love with the sport. I was fascinated by it. The way I describe um, American football to people here is it is demolition derby meets chess. So I love the sport. And there was a team who were playing in these beautiful uniforms, these neon orange and royal blue. I wish we would go back to them. And there was a player number seven who was doing Patrick Mahomes things before Patrick Mahomes ever existed. And that was John Elway. And I fell in love with John Elway and the the Denver Broncos. And it, I mean, it was to, to put it into perspective for people, the highlights were shown on a Monday night here. This was way before the internet. They didn't show the day before, Kev. They showed eight days previously. That was what the highlights were. This was ever before there was a screen recording. And that's how it worked back then. But I was able to keep up. The only game that was shown live was the Super Bowl. And so I got to to see the Broncos. Um, this is how young I was. My mother allowed me to stay up. I genuinely thought we had a chance against the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, I maintained that no matter who had taken the, the field that day, Montana and Jerry Rice were on a different planet and they would have beaten them. But that was my introduction to, to the sport. So I fell in love with the sport and fell in love with the Broncos and kind of went on this journey then because while the highlights were on, that was fantastic. You could watch it. But the highlights ended in kind of the mid-90s, like 1994. And so, again, it's pre-internet. So you're totally reliant on the newspaper to try to keep up on the sport. So 
you know, you get maybe, maybe a couple of paragraphs on it. And it would likely not be until a Tuesday or a Wednesday. And then obviously things change with the advent of the internet, satellite television, uh, streaming services. And I suppose I, I call myself almost equally cursed as blessed now because because of Game Pass, I can watch every single game. I can watch every single Broncos game. But obviously the primetime games start at 20 past one in the morning or sometimes when they used to do that double header on a Monday night, 20 past three in the morning. So those games are finishing at like seven and you're rolling straight into work. And obviously, ever since Super Bowl Fifty, um, it, it we've had some we've had some tough years, some lean yeah, years. It's, just a it's few. not easy going into work. Let me tell you, having you know spent the night up and, and you're running on caffeine the next day. And I know Kevin uh, uh, Kistner, our producer, has a question for you. However, one statement that I'd like to make is: it's so difficult in Ireland because of the time difference to follow. I was literally going to bed and setting my clock for depending on, you know, the time frame here in the States of when the game was going to show East Coast or West Coast. But I'd be setting my clock for like 1 a.m. or 3 a.m. and trying to watch it. And, oh, my God, it, it's not easy to be a fan over there. Um, Kev, what do you got for him? Well, I was going to ask because here in America, like the Cowboys are probably the most popular team. I think, Draco, you can agree with that. Who out there is the most popular team that you guys all talk about? And maybe it is the Broncos, but who's that number one team in Ireland? Uh, unfortunately, it, it is not the Broncos. It is uh, the New England Patriots, given Ireland's long-standing. I mean, Ireland has a special relationship with the United States, but there is a, a sizable uh, Irish population up in the Northeast and that lends itself to I suppose people getting Christmas presents of various kind of Patriots gear the Steelers also have an enormous following the Rooney family as the owners um, that would be understandable the Bears do um, again Chicago has that um, ties to Ireland and the Bears obviously were enormously successful. The first year, I was uh, I was too young to, to watch this, but the first year they showed uh, football over here was that 85 Bears season. So a lot of people have that um, for the, the Bears. But you, you see all 32 um, teams represented. You see jerseys or hats or hoodies. Um, across the the island and there are 32 nfl teams 32 counties so we, we like to feel <laughs> that it fits in um but yeah you see you see everybody here occasionally you know you you might even see a, a chargers fan in the wild but they are as rare yeah, here as they are in the wild uh, in, in san that. diego or in la buddy you can't even see charger fans here uh, no <laughs> that's horrible to say um so then, you know, obviously uh, the NFL is trying to promote themselves uh, overseas, right? It's a big uh, push. And let's, you know, tell me a, real quickly kind of how uh, how you got started. You know, you started with, um, you know, the Broncos Europe and then it morphs into the Irish NFL show. What does that all look like 
Yeah, so I suppose you, I, may, some of your listeners or, or people may be familiar, obviously, NFL is, is pretty big in the UK. And so very often you'll see like Denver Broncos UK or Panthers UK or UK Dolphins. And um, that, that, that's great, but Ireland is not the UK, as I, you well let, know. Let's talk about and, that real quickly, right? That's a, um, that is a sore point, isn't it, buddy? At, at least I know with my Irish friends it is. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a, a little bit when, when people, because we're a, our, our own country, so when people kind of lump you in together, you're, you're going to, to feel the pinch a little bit. <laughs> I have many, many fantastic friends, um, family in the UK. I love visiting London and Manchester. They're great cities. We'll encourage people to, to go visit, but Ireland isn't the, the UK. And, and so when all these groups and fan groups were just called UK and we said no well we want to be you know want to recognize that Ireland is different so that's how kind of Broncos Europe came about was the fact that there are fan groups much wider than the UK I mean Germany has incredible fans and so does Italy and France and Spain and and Ireland so that was the, the reason and that was great and we got to know lots of people but I suppose I love the I love the Broncos, but I love the sport as well, and I wanted yeah. the opportunity to talk about the sport, and that in, is how the Irish NFL show came about, and um, you know that was about three and a half years ago, and so if people are, are interested in uh, listening to Irish guys, they can hear people who don't pronounce the H and TH words talk about the league. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, buddy, we are up against a break. And uh, when we come back, I have so many more questions for you. Uh, and again, thank you so much for taking the time to call in. Uh, but when we come back on the other side, we'll come back with uh, uh, Colm and the Irish NFL show. And we're going to take a break right now and a word from our sponsor, Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom, Denver's largest appliance and mattress dealer. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Save 30 to 60% on thousands of appliances. They get exclusive factory buys from the manufacturers at huge discounts and pass the savings on to you. Guaranteed to beat Lowe's and Home Depot's sale prices. Save 30 to 60% from GE to KitchenAid at Appliance Factory, Colorado's appliance experts with a 4.7 star Google rating. Plus, Mattress Kingdom inside Appliance Factory. Work with a sleep expert on mattresses from Tempur-Pedic to Purple. Don't buy until you shop Appliance Factory and Mattress Kingdom. Visit appliancefactory.com okay everybody welcome back to this dream house it's uh all sports day nfl and we're talking with colin cronin of the irish nfl show so colin first off I, I, i'm sure people are wondering how can they find you guys where would they find you guys uh, they can they can find us where we're on twitter we're on facebook we're on instagram we have a website so twitter the handle is at irenfl um facebook you can just search irish nfl show and if you google irish nfl show you'll find us kev as you know from being in ireland we are a nation of storytellers and we love meeting new people so i would absolutely love people to reach out get in touch um, you can find me on Twitter at Cullum from Cork. Uh, there's me being proud of my heritage. But I love interacting with fans and fans from Denver, from Colorado, from all over the world would love to hear the story. So definitely would encourage people to to reach out, get in touch and to check us out. You know, everybody 
and I think I might have shared this with you on your show, and if I didn't, I'm, I'm sorry, and if I did, I'm going to repeat myself, but everybody asks me what it was like to live in Ireland. And I said, you know, Ireland is a beautiful country, right? There's a lot of beautiful countries. There's a, there's a lot of beautiful parts of, uh, of the United States and America. However, what makes Ireland one of the most incredible places is the people because the people are just beautiful and so warm and so welcoming. And so when you say that about yourself, that you love to sort of interact and speak with people, like you, you are speaking hashtag pure truth, buddy. Yeah, no, I know. I think that's one of the beautiful things about Ireland. As you know, like you come over here, you, you, you make friends, you go to a pub, people want to chat to you, people want to hear your story, and they want to share their stories. I think no matter where you go, you'll find that, you know, you could be in a queue in the grocery store, and an Irish person will start chatting to you, and suddenly you'll have a friend for life. That, that look, man, well, that was beautifully said. That is perfect, because that's happened uh, numerous times. So um, let's get on to the Irish NFL show, though. You guys are gaining such ground. I'm really so proud of you and so happy uh, for your success with this. Give us some of the give us some of the names of the people you interviewed and who kind of really sticks out to you. Uh, and I'm sure they were all great, but who really sticks out to you as just, you know, one of your favorite guests? Well, uh, firstly, appreciate your your kind words. We have had some some great people on. Obviously, look, the, the Broncos connection means that the, the fact that we got to talk to, to Wade Phillips and uh, Keep Tlaib were, were pretty special. Um, we had um, Stink, Mark Schlereth on with us, and he was great. And I suppose outside of the, the Broncos one, Rod Woodson. Um, you know, who who played with the the Ravens and, and the Steelers was amazing. He is just such an inspirational guy. And he had uh, a whole host of really, really uh, funny stories. And we actually had Mike Singletary, uh, who won the Super Bowl with the Bears in, in 85. And he later be, kind of became a head coach. And Mike is is very stern. Um, he, he's obviously a, a great leader. Um, but Rod came on, and we were telling, mentioned something came up, and mentioned to Rod that we had Mike Singletary on, and he said, he goes, "Did you guys get Mike to smile once? Not once." He goes, "Every time I see Mikey, I go up and I tickle him under his chin and say, come on, Mikey, give me a smile.'" Right. And I said, "Rod, you you can say that to Mike Singletary. I cannot say that to to him." So that that was one that stood out, and maybe another one is um, Bill Cower, obviously legendary uh, coach of the Steelers in in the Hall of Fame, and. The Steelers actually played a preseason game uh, over here against the the Bears. And they came over and they were enjoying it. He told us this story on the show. They were enjoying it. They kind of thought, you know, they were uh, over here uh, a little bit on, on a holiday to relax. But the night before the game, there was a big gala dinner. And so there were tons of people from the Irish American community there, a whole host of dignitaries and all sorts. And then during this gala dinner, they brought out the trophy. And the trophy was this beautiful Waterford crystal um, trophy, um, world famous all around the world. Everyone knows Waterford crystal. And I've been there. And next, ne- next thing, um, Mrs. Rooney spoke to Dan Rooney. And Dan comes over to Bill Cower and he says to Bill Cower, 
Mrs. Rooney would like to win that trophy. So, so Bill called all his uh, coaches together and said, um, we're going to we're going to play the starters tomorrow. And uh, I, th I thought that was a, a, a nice yeah. touch that uh, that's that's how the, the Steelers went on to, to win that. But others like th those are two stand out. We had Jim Kelly on a guy, obviously legend for the, the Bills. Um, very proud of, of his um, Irish heritage. And um, we've been really fortunate also to have some great, we've had GMs come on, Joe Shane from the Giants, Mickey Loomis from the, the Saints, Tom Telesco from the Chargers, and also um, Kevin O'Connell, uh, from who's head coach with the, the Vikings. He was fantastic, just a super, super smart guy. And he gave, it was really fascinating because we kind of talked to him, obviously a former QB, a great offensive mind, and talked to him about, I suppose, what separates a very good quarterback from an elite quarterback. And I think he went in and gave us about a 12 minute answer on that. It was amazingly detailed and kind of just spoke to his philosophy on the game. Yeah. I mean, look, those are some of the biggest names and, you know, for, and look, we, we, me and you were chatting. When will we get an NFL game in Ireland? And, you know, obviously college football has started to play over there, Notre Dame. And we were talking about, um, you know, the stadium sometimes, you know, it, it's just different. I, I've been to in uh, London and I, I've been to stadiums in Ireland uh, to see the Premier League, which is, you know, something I love. I, uh, I am a Liverpool supporter, as you well know, Colm. Um, however, I have a question for you. Do you know, right, we all argue the uh, you guys call it football, soccer. We call soccer, soccer. Do you know where the term soccer comes from? Who coined that? I, I do not know. All right. So I'm going to help you here. And this is just little useless facts that now everybody who's listening to the show will be educated on. So in the late 1800s, 1880s or so, uh, the linguistically uh, creative students at the University of Oxford, um, they wanted to distinguish the sport of rugger right? Rugby football and a soccer, which was association football. And so they, that's where it started. And they had shortened that to soccer. And sometimes they spelt it soccer, S-O-C-K-E-R, but the term didn't stick, right? So at the end of the day, it was the English that actually coined the term soccer, not us Yanks, all we did is take a word and run with it, and I'm sure it really was to distinguish the difference between American football and that little round ball that you kind of kick through, the, you know, the goal uh, with, you know, some fake diving and you know, that kind of stuff. But that's where it comes from. So now you now you know it was the it, English. It was the English. It's always the English. We can always blame the English, and I'm sorry for any English. Uh, uh, listeners that we have, but you know, it's always just sort of uh, uh, fun slagging, right? All, all in good fun. Colm, listen, buddy, thank you so much for calling in uh, from Ireland, uh, which is just awesome. It's always great to chat with you. Well, I appreciate the kind words. It's been amazingly good fun to chat to you, but I do hope we can do this over pints sometime. Uh, absolutely. You know me. We'll be back. <laughs> All right, everybody. Mr. Kistner, do you have the clock ready? It's time for 10-second tips. The clock is ready. The clock is ready. 
does Chef Mark have a losing record or winning record, do you think? We may have to have you go back and look that up. Get his record. I know we have a losing record. We do, because he always <laughs> just doesn't, you know, upset us. Right. Whatever they vote, I'll either do it quicker or I won't. I, I always say, people have said, oh, when are you going to be on, you know, MasterChef or on TV? And I always say, cooking is hard enough. We don't need to turn it into a competition. Yet here we are turning cooking into a competition. <laughs> True story. All right. Here we go, Chef. In honor of our guest today from the Irish <clears throat> NFL show, yes. uh, Column, you have 10 seconds to tell me the ingredients of shepherd, Shepherd's Pie. Go. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so it's a ground beef-style stew with peas and mirepoix carrots, onions, and celery. We top that with mashed potatoes. You mix that with a couple of eggs. Uh, nice fluffy potatoes. Gets baked in the oven. Gets a beautiful golden brown crust. Delicious for dinner. You went over. 14.7. 14? But that was a lot of stuff. It, that was a lot of stuff. You know what? I was proud of him. Yeah. He, I think he could have chosen to take a shortcut on that, and he didn't. He gave... Uh, what was it? He stopped short of giving us temperature and time, but I'm okay with that because Buddy had all the ingredients in there, and he gave a little detail. I'm proud of you today, Thank buddy. you. And you and lose again, but I'm proud of you. What, was I close? Because it's been years since I've made it. No, you. you oh, what with the ingredients? Yeah. How would I know? I never made it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I only eat it, man. <laughs> uh, fact checkers out there, please let us know. Yes, fact checkers, let us know if Chef gave us uh, the proper. Uh, ingredients for shepherd's pie. Um, you're a rock star, chef. I don't care what anybody says. So uh, uh, win, You're always a winner in our book. Win or lose, all we know is that we eat well. All right. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed this international-flavored show that we had today. And don't forget to join us next Sunday here on 104.3 The Fan for more great information all about the home on This Dream House. Have a great day, everybody.